welcome, ladies and germs, to episode 19 of the Empire XL podcast. We are live tonight here on a Monday. This is the first time we've ever done anything on a Monday. Um, but the news was too topical, and we have some stuff to say about Good. it. Good. Great, um, man. Excellent. Welcome to tonight's show. Um, I am your host, Dork, joined each and every episode here by Josh. How's it going, man? Good. 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 Good to hear. Um Tonight's agenda, uh, the great set. Yes, exactly what we say. Um, <laughs> that's that's what we mean. Um, you know, the proverbial they is uh, oh, the, the new world order is uh, fucking around with people again, and uh, they're not even trying to hide it this time. Um, I'm gonna put it on the screen. I the largest individual funder, I believe, is the UN. Um, is uh. It's now time for a great reset, and their their founder and everything has started publishing. I published a book and a podcast about essentially how um, he wants to use COVID to uh, usher in world communism. So, I mean, that's an oversimplification, and I'm sure uh, fans of the Great Reset would uh, call it an uncharitable interpretation. But quite frankly, fuck them. I don't care. That's exactly what it is. And um, they can go fuck themselves if they think this is a good idea. So, anywho, as you can see, I'm kind of throwing it, scrolling through here yeah. on, on the screen. But yeah, Dorf, it's one of those. It's Dorf for me. It's one of those things where I hear this stuff. It scares the crap out of me, and it it's amazing to me. One thing I don't understand. I I try to understand other people's viewpoints. I try to see where other people are coming from but i don't understand how people listen to this and think oh yeah that sounds like a good idea yeah you know, i i just i don't get it i i honestly don't get it and i i would love to have somebody on who actually could make a good point for it because i have trouble believing that someone thinks that for any reason other than ignorance and it, it's hard for me it is it's hard well it's it's to summarize, I'm going to go through. I took some. I listened to uh, Mr. Klaus. I believe Klaus called, Schwab. My friend. Schwab. Kla sorry, excuse Klaus me. Klaus Schwab. It's it's it, honestly you listen to his public economic forum put out on the subject. It's like every like bad '70s German villain from a World War you know World War II film. Like, dude, like it, at least hire a, a, a midwestern midwestern U.S. narrator or. An, Yeah, for for those of you who haven't heard him, for those of you who have not heard Klaus Schwab speak yet, it's kind of like um, take an old recording of Jeffrey Goebbels and then mix it with the villain from Captain America: Civil War, put them together, and then get ten percent free, like ten percent more Nazi for you know, you know, for free, and and you have Klaus Schwab. I mean. I like that. That is. That's I, the only way put, I could describe him. I've now put Mr. Schwab's info, infographic from his own site. Uh, you know, the own site. Pandemics are a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. We won't be going. You know, in his words, we will not be going back to normal. Um, go fuck yourself. Yes, we are. And, and he was elected <laughs> by whom? I mean, uh, he and, and he was elected by whom? No, I mean, it's not like he was. 
I not only was he elected by nobody here, but it's like the people of Germany even elected. I mean, this this is just a a guy who thinks he's smart. Yeah. So uh, this just is somebody the, who thinks he's smarter than you, and he's going to make your decisions for you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, so you can find this. I mean, we're pulling this from uh, the World Economic. So it's weforum.org. Um, their agenda for it now time titled now time for the great uh, a great reset. Uh, published back in actually in June, but this has gotten some um, some momentum here recently. Um, <laughs> with there was another article. I'm gonna. I, I don't have it prepared. I forgot to pull it up, but was oh also published by the World Economic Forum. All titled like, you know, the world be a different place in 2030. You will owe nothing, and you will be so much happier. It's like, uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Quite frankly, um, as in the wise words, not so wise words of uh, one Mr. Dr. Anthony Fauci this week, uh, you know, the Amer- American independence spirit, um, you know, for once you guys just need to, we just need to do what we're told. Um, he, uh, he dropped that line in, in regards to, you know, pandemic actions, uh, trying to tell people that they can't go celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, no. And quite frankly, this this country was founded by a and had, takes a large of its uh, chunks of its cultural zeitgeist uh, from a group of folks who, uh, when pressed with the same sort of or very similar set of circumstances, stacked bodies. Um, this isn't. Uh, it, it's it's. I'm sorry. That's this isn't going to happen. And quite frankly, there'll be enough. There are enough people that would get organized in a hurry with inside the United States. I'm talking non-governmental people. Um, that that shit won't fly here. Uh, you know, Dorf. Actually, I would. I would let. I would like to say that I think the amount of strength behind liberty that you're seeing in the United States is actually akin. Yes, we have a, a, a base for that here, and we have an ability to voice those opinion a little bit better than some others. But I feel like our, our base for that is similar to everyone else around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't so broken down from those original founding fathers in the late 1700s, if it wasn't so broken down, this wouldn't even be possible. I, th- there's, nowhere, there's no way it could get to this point. You know, with with the mindset that existed with colonial Americans in the late 1700s, no way. I mean, you're you're talking about a group of individuals who, you know, basically basically started shooting guns because they taxed their breakfast beverage, and it wasn't even coffee. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it, it was tea. I mean, this is, yeah, you know, this is um, Stamps. you know, it wasn't even like the, wasn't even. Wasn't even the better of the two possible breakfast beverages. Yeah. Um, hey, if if you're if just, you're a uh, Brit, uh, tea is an all day beverage. <laughs> if you're from a, that's, a, that's a, a former Commonwealth country outside of the United States, tea is an all day beverage. Minus Australia, it's too fucking yeah, hot well, for that shit. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, what in Australia with breakfast? I think they just do beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything's upside down there. You do your fosters. Day in, you, do, you do your day in reverse, right? 
Yeah, yeah, the toilet flushes backwards. Yeah, it's all all those yeah. things you've heard on the internet. Yeah, you do often are true. Play in push-ups, you lay in your back uh, and push up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Dorf, I, I was, you know, I was saying to you off air beforehand before we came on. It's for decades now. I know I'm old. You know. It's decades now that I've been being called a conspiracy theorist. And as I see this stuff, the stuff I've been talking about, just coming true right before our eyes. And guys like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci saying the things they're saying. Justin Trudeau. Justin, I don't know if you saw Justin Justin Trudeau's speech about 48 hours ago. Yeah, like... Two, over the week, I think it was Friday or over the weekend. Um, totally on board, slurping the Kool Aid of uh, Mr. Schwab here. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna um, redefine. Uh, we're, we're gonna use this as an opportunity for a great reset. And it's like, Justin, you realize how close your own yeah, it's just like... is from fracturing. Like, you got shit to take care of in your own backyard. You guys are fucking broke. The one place that makes money consistently without having a service economy. Is trying to leave you, and that's not even talking about the damn the francophones who you know try and leave on an annual basis. Like your your own country is about to split in thirds, right? Including a huge divide down the middle. If if, if Alberta's skewer out and does their own thing, quite frankly, they'd be fine. There's not a lot of people there. I mean, but at the same time. They're, they're energy independent. They're a net exporter. They, they, they make tons of money. It's an incredibly economically successful area. The only thing they would technically struggle with would be um, food because, you know, it's a frozen wasteland seven months out of the year, but six or seven months out of the year. But at the same time, like, you know, assuming that you find a friendly neighbor in the United States to its immediate south, which there's no reason that, we, that those relationships are already there and assuming that stays together um, it can be its own successful independent country I think there's only like 300,000 people in the province though that's the problem it's not a lot there's not a lot going on there outside of uh, uh, fra- you know the you know, oil hydraulic fracturing industry but <laughs> geez man well, then they can import their food like a lot of the yeah, other just like everybody countries else. do sure yeah, but anyway, so, so you know, back. no, you're right. Though you're right, though, Dorf. You got, you're right. You got Trudeau. I'm basically going on. I I feel like a lot of the other uh, world leaders are trying to at least kind of hide the. Uh, you know, we're going to use this. Um, we're going to use this crisis to do the things we wanted to do before the crisis. But Trudeau, I I don't know if he's um like the guinea pig being shoved out there by the rest of the um i don't know easy, illuminati adrenochrome drinkers Josh, he's a, or if he's, he's a, or if he's just idiot. dumb he's a useful idiot anthony yeah i mean i think he's just dumb he's a functional he's a mouthpiece he may be a brilliant epidemiologist but for the love of god let somebody else talk for him he lost all i mean right he, I, no i mean public health you know you see health officials jumping up and down like oh my god you're why why don't the plebs take us seriously well quite frankly 
The plebs, <laughs> the majority of people were on board in March. They, they, they were appropriately scared, appropriately concerned, and were willing to take some pain for a month. Because, you know what, you, if, what we knew at the time that was probably, you could say in retrospect, that was a, arguably a, a appropriate reaction. But what we know now... Three weeks to flatten the curve, right? Yeah, yeah 15 I days mean, to flatten what, the We're not asking too much. Like, okay, you know what? At the time, it was, I, I you know, I, I think we, we have a podcast in our back catalog, or if that was one of the ones that was corrupted, when it, you know, between recording and upload, I'm not sure. We've lost like four episodes to that. The just entirely my error. I, I figured out what was happening. Anywho, the it's all good. It's all good. I I got it at the time, and I was you know what? Okay, two or three weeks. It's going to be economically horrible. We're going to need to take care of a lot of people. The destruction and disruption is going to be bad. But you know what? If this is really as bad as described or as what's being leaked out of China, we may not have a choice. It, at the time, what it looked like it was coming out of China, it was airborne Ebola, is what I was scared it was. I mean, it, it was it was Ebola deadly, invisible, and airborne. Ebola will never reach this level of insanity unless, of course, it mutates, in, or at least in its current form, because it's, it's fluid-bound. So it's, it, it transmits through bodily fluids, generally speaking, blood, because it causes you to essentially bleed from every orifice. Um, that's not something that, you know, you're not going to notice, uh, you know, Jim Bob walking through the grocery store. Uh, he's going to start bleeding out his, you know, his tear ducts and all of a sudden you, you're, you're going to get the fuck away from that and not touch him rather than just, you know, sharing a room right. with some sharing a room with somebody and, and rebreathing the same air that they just exhaled and all of a sudden, voila. Of COVID, um, it's. But now what we know, what we know, it's not as it's not as. It's not a death sentence for almost everybody, especially the the economically productive. So why are we why are we locking away, the essentially invincible that the you know the the more dangerous activity that they would do going to work would be getting in their car statistically the more dangerous right. thing they would why are we locking those folks away yeah you know what it would be a wise guidance that you know what timmy uh, timmy and sally maybe it's not a good idea to go see grandma if you aren't absolutely sure you are not carrying an active infection maybe that's not a bad idea but that's your own personal choice to do that not lock everybody in their house and now that we know that that's not the case and public intellectuals you know you know, telling the stay inside, you're going to kill and that's, you know, and, and you know what they they were, they were concerned, but then all of a sudden clapped like fucking seals when BLM rioted in May yeah, because their preferred political group decided to go break stuff, and that was okay no, and quite frankly you know, it's, it has nothing to do with the the demographics of those who make up BLM. It was the fact that you said you're going to kill everybody if you engage in social behavior and then you get on TV, use the same form that you have to scare the shit out of people and clap like fucking seals because your preferred social movement had a party. 
that are on Well, well and, and that's, that's the thing, too, right isn't it, Dorf? I mean, that that's the thing, too, is that, um, you know, if I, I don't get I don't, I don't get either side of this because I, I don't get the person that said, oh, you can you can protest during a pandemic. I have a problem with people being violent, hurting each other and destroying property. I do not have a different opinion on assault and destruction of property, whether or not there's a supposed pandemic going on. My my opinion does not change. So One uh, speaking of which, briefly, I believe you have the right to protest. Don't care if there's a pandemic. Briefly done that. So have you uh, started looking for real estate in Florida yet? Because uh, your boy Ron is trying to push legis legislation through that would allow you to um, defend your property with not just your life, your property um, yeah that's cool, there's already um, a law that says I can do that it's called the second amendment um, but uh, and it's just another thing that um, you know the, the next the next ruler will throw away when 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 they get in power Fair enough. you know they'll 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 stomp on you know i mean they'll stomp on that if they could stomp on the right you know the god-given right instilled and supposedly to be enforced by the constitution enforced and protected by the constitution if they could throw it out then they can throw out ron DeSantis's uh thing in 10 years sure. so uh, it hasn't i'm not i'm not gonna chase uh, past yet in the one caveat yeah, I'm, is... I'm not gonna the one caveat is it it's it's in a riot scenario, not in a traditional just someone breaking into your house. Um, it also the legislation proposed it also remove the penalty for essentially a people block traffic protesting and you run them over. It's their fault, not yours. <laughs> they can't. Uh, you are not criminally or civilly liable. Um, anyway, uh, back to where we were going with this. Um, I just wanted to go over uh, briefly, really quick. So, Klaus Schwab, um, Nazi McHitler fuck. Let's call that. Let's rename him to that. Um, yeah, that, 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 yeah, no, Mister Herr Schwab. Uh, he, believe it or not, his first point and his first thing that he this did is why we can't monetize, Dorf. This is why we can't monetize because of your potty mouth. <laughs> I do have a potty mouth, and I haven't even been drinking today. Usually, usually we both drink in podcast. Well, I finished my my lemonade that I was having, but no vodka. Vodka's stupid. Dark liquor, nothing. Um, okay. Redefining the social contract. He did have some very good points about what has happened right now throughout the, the, the COVID crisis or whatever you want to call it, or let's just call it 2020. It's been a, it also very aptly post, uh, a, a speech by, uh, I love the, I love the cup you just put up there. Show it to the people. The cup you drink it up. Put it back up there. Join the rebellion. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, I try to choose the, uh, things I drink out of, uh, you know, appropriately. God, he's, 
You're taking this podcast, the video podcast experience, to the next level. You you bought props. <laughs> anyway, I did. So that's a, he had some good points about the the large scale transfer of wealth between essentially the haves and have-nots. He did it from more of a historical perspective of uh, industrialized economies from um, developing economies, but it, at the same time, he had some he had some good points. In there. But at the same time, his the rest of the reasons for him to redefine the you know the social contract to commie hippy dippy bullshit, um, while pointing out some some valid criticism valid concerns of the activities uh you know global communism is not the answer mr schwab um <laughs> i saw a, a great a can great... i ask you something dorf sure go ahead how come how come whenever an intellectual is um you know given the floor or given the ability to decide what's right how come the answer no matter what the problem is, how come the answer is always communism, and how and why are they always wrong? There, I mean, th that's what it is, right? I mean, that's forgetting who wrote this. I was There's about to say a... socialism, but it's not socialism. It's it's communism is what they're trying to is what they're trying to push. It's totalitarianism is what they're trying to push. And if that ever worked, ever. Well, then we'd have had it 400 years ago because they tried it over and over again. You know, long before Karl Marx uh, learned how to write, they were trying this crap. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Sorry. Sorry. I know I, I know. there's a lot of well-meaning socialists out there. Hang on. I don't know. I'm sorry. No. There was... There's a essay, I forget who wrote it. I think actually it was, no, there, it was um, Thomas Sowell. Uh, it was an interview he recorded a while ago, so it's older. I, hell, I believe it's actually like standard death. Like it's that old. Um, essentially, every sort of crisis or conundrum, macro crisis or conundrum, has been you know managed by the so-called experts since the turn of the t 19th century has been fucked fucked up ruined or prolonged by so-called mm -hmm. expertise and the in the examples that he used were the like the um, fdr's i believe it's the brain you know the brain trust or the whiz kids i forget what they were called you know his you know, league of geniuses or whatever you want to call it that uh he essentially brought into government to help end the Great Depression. A retrospective study of that showed it probably prolonged it by five to seven years rather than instead of ending it prior to, you know, a world war kicking off, it could have been over prior to World War II if the geniuses hadn't botched it. The Kennedy in Vietnam botched by a bunch of geniuses in the Defense Department. Um the uh, SARS epidemic botched by supposedly a bunch of experts. Just the constant it's not even the it's it's 
anytime you get a public intellectual, I think it's it's because they, they have blinders, you know, a set of blinders on Josh because it's not even that they, they you know, all of a sudden the 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 solution to everything is communism. It's technocracy or the you know plutocracy. You know, only you know only the smart people should allowed to have any, be allowed to have any influence. If if only the dumb people listen to us smart people, it'd be fine. Yeah, is and, is in and, essence and quite the, frankly, as a, the, what what they believe. A member of the so-called educated class, whatever you want it to be, a, you know, having a a bachelor's degree and a couple advanced certificates. I don't have a, a master's level degree yet, though. Fortunately, even though I, I'm the first person to tell you college is a scam. Um, I'm going to go get more of it <laughs> here probably in 2021. I'll probably begin going to get more of it. And hell, you're probably even more of the, the example of college is a scam. You have master's level degrees and you run a roofing contractor. You're so, um, I, it's just, <sighs> nothing, I, nothing that's, you know what, nothing out there that requires a master's degree mm-hmm. lets you have a job where you get to burp and fart at work and break stuff on purpose. You know, <laughs> none, none of them, none of them have that. So, I'm, I'm sure there are. Some oh, they can of, take. I, I, I'm sure the petroleum engineers or, or some prototyping engineers might uh, beg to differ, but <laughs> maybe. Anyway, so get, get, getting back, maybe going back to the 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 Klaus um, Schwab fella, um, the rest of his points are you know he wants to you know the hippy dippy, you know decarbonize the economy. Um, good luck with that. Uh, it's you know I hate to be cynic, but it sounds like the only way that you can reasonably if if decarbonizing the economy is like the one way you need you know. If that if it's life or death of the human species, if you do if you don't do that, or you know there's some sort of catastrophic effect, um, just come on and say it. You're gonna need to kill half of everybody. You know mm-hmm. uh, the well, I there isn't it, it, especially you know what, North? Country, That's what I got out of that speech. Yeah. Um, just come out it and is. Say That's it. what I got out of that speech. Just come out. Just come out and say population it. control, Mr. German man. Uh, you need to. Uh, you want to. You need to be able to exterminate half of everybody. Because as more and more countries develop, and more and more countries become advanced, and, and start driving cars and using, you know, widespread use of electricity, and as their countries advance, they tend to eat more meat. Which the meat production, believe it or not, although I, I believe that you won't see this in, in mainstream science, at least touted, uh, meat production based on the amount of grazing, meat production is likely a carbon neutral output due to the amount of uh, green space that must be maintained to feed said cattle. Um, the amount of or you know methane put into the air it should be kind of balanced by the amount of green space needed necessary to grow uh, food to feed said uh, cows. Um, for example, you know, that being beef. I'm pretty sure it, it's pretty close. Anyway, um, the 
as, as more and more countries advance and you know the fact that you're either going to want to cut those people off the soft bigotry of that you know the the developing world you're going to have to just stop and freeze and deal with it um and stop you know essentially stop you know stop reproducing stop growing because we can't the planet can't afford you to uh to advance I, I just find that incredibly intolerable and in quite frankly in i i'm still not convinced that um i'm, I'm not a climate change denier the, the world is changing i will debate with you the measurable impact that humanity has had on it and the effects are you know haven't been shown to me or not been proven to my eyes to be um civilization altering your civilization ending problems you know to necessitate reorgan complete reorganization of the way we do things um it's not an immediate threat and you and you can't convince me or i have yet to be convinced let's put it that way i've yet to be convinced that um this is a civilization ending problem No, Dorf, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I I don't I don't buy it. I don't. Um, I don't see where this world is overpopulated. No, quite, um, I quite, know quite, there's quite frankly areas of the world that there, are kind of overpopulated. There's, there's. It's not even that, Josh. It's it's the the world could legitimately. You could still double the population we, with current technology. We can still feed everybody. Logistics are a nightmare. As oh, they of course, always are in everything. As you're as you're looking at, you know, brief aside of the, you know, the, the decent news, depending on your perspective of the the COVID vaccines this week, uh, the Pfizer one has to be kept negative seventy degrees Celsius in transport. You know how impossible that is in the current logistics network to get that out to anybody outside of a large city. It's insanely impossible. Now the good news is with the Moderna, it's hard. It's not impossible. At any sort it's of large, hard. It's not impossible. large rapid scale, negative 70 Celsius, and it has to stay there, otherwise it spoils. That's Knowing what I do about the, the logistics there, industry, there's... as somebody who works in that field, it's not going to happen, let, let alone quickly. You can, build, you can build the equipment to make it possible, but it's, it's not something that can be made quickly or enough to, to give it, you know, to... To make a dip, you know, to give a damn. But the good news is about the Moderna vaccine, you can transport that essentially in a refrigerated truck and it'll be just fine. And it has its shelf, it, you know, you can keep it in the fridge at refrigerator temperatures. Like your household fridge can store that. It has a 30 day shelf life. Your freezer at your house can store it and it'll have a six month shelf life. The Moderna one. That's. That's the good news. Okay, you're just talking vaccines now. I, I, I'm just talking I, to the two specific vaccines, um, but you know, just getting to the the challenge. Okay, okay. Just decide about the challenge of logistics. Um, okay, just when okay, Dorf, when when people in this world are using the technology that does exist, by the way, oh, when people in this I'm world not the tech doesn't are, exist to do that are moving. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Let me finish, bro. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Oh, sorry, when, when, when people in this world are moving to Antarctica, because other places are just too damn crowded, then I'll start to buy this stuff. But we haven't even 
quite honestly. We haven't even yet begun to fill this planet. <laughs> we really haven't. And this planet is plentiful. It's got tons of resources. Um, yeah, there, maybe there comes a point, well, you know, decades down the road, centuries down the road, where beef becomes a really expensive thing for people. Naturally, but the, the private market, regular, they, right? That's just that would just happen. No government involvement is necessary to make that happen. What what I'm seeing from um, you know Chancellor Schwab or uh, Herr Schwab, Hale Schwab, whatever you want to call him, um, what I'm seeing from him and Mr. Trudeau and other like-minded people is I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm seeing that they've had an agenda for a while, the agenda of uh, here in America, I'll throw out a popular name, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, many others. The they, they have an agenda that they want to, well, basically, original they, they are w more than willing to allow, they, they're more than willing to allow totalitarianism to get this agenda if necessary. But truth be told, they tried it the easy way, right? They already tried it. And let's be honest, you don't mind admitting it, Dorf. I don't mind admitting it. Other people deny it. But it's true for the vast majority of the population. Nobody cares about climate change. Nobody cares. Some people pretend to care about climate change. Some people admit they don't care about climate change. But nobody cares about climate change. So when it became apparent to the proverbial they, to, to our rulers, to those who are running this show, to those who have an agenda to wish to change or reset the culture and economy of this planet, they decided, well, the climate change thing isn't working. People don't like paper straws. They suck. They, they all saw the... They all saw the picture of um, all the plastic, you know, oh, coming the, up on the, the shores, pretending the like that with was the in the U.S. And really, we all know that's in China and India. Yeah, yeah Wait, the they Pacific all they all cried. They're yeah. all done crying. Nobody cares. The Great Pacific Garbage. They they all, they all still. They, yeah, they we they saw it all. Some of some of them shed a tear. We showed them that picture, the one solitary polar bear on the. On the last iceberg, which of course that's not really what the picture was of, but it doesn't matter. They all saw it. Nobody cares. And for those of you out there listening, saying, no, I care. The climate, you don't care. You don't care. You drive your car. You fly in your planes. You, you, you go to your fast food places. You live a disposable lifestyle. You throw away what you want to throw away. You keep what you want to keep. You use what you want to use. You don't care. At least be intellectually honest enough to be a person like Dorf and I who say, no, really, I don't care. I don't care. I, I do not care. I don't... Um, why do I like plastic straws better than paper straws? Because paper straws suck, okay? I don't like to drink my Coke out of a paper straw because they're stupid. Because they're stupid. Plastic I don't like them because they're stupid. I like plastic straws. Higher performance. You're right, right. I just, I like what I like, okay? I like what I like. 
I like using plastic forks and throwing them away. I like how a plastic fork feels in my mouth. It feels nice. I don't like metal in my mouth. I like plastic. What? But so what? I don't care. I like them. No, I, I, I shouldn't have to tell you why I like them. I just like them because I like them. But aside from that, they realize that they, they're losing the war with climate change. Although it's being shoved down your throat on TV and it seems like they're winning the war, they weren't. They weren't winning the climate change war. They were losing the climate change war because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Some people pretend to care. Other people don't care. Nobody actually cares. So they realize that a much easier way to put us into fear, because nobody's afraid of climate change. Some people get sad about it, but nobody's afraid of it. But it was much easier to rile up the hypochondriacs. This world, the modern world, I mean, as, as the world becomes modern, as we get niceties, we get soft. That's how the world works. You know, you, you get soft as as um as things get easier. Can't can't change that. You know, I pretend like I'm tough, but really, I mean come on, like I'm you know, I, I, I'm not as tough as the wimps were in sixteen fifty. You know, I mean it, that's that's just how it is. I mean, quite frankly, so it, it's really easy to rile up the Josh, like if you have a bad day today. You know, worst case scenario, you might get fired from your mm -hmm. job. You might, you might, you, right. you get fired from your job. You have a bad day in 1650, you freeze to death. You starve to death. If you have two bad days in a row, you starve to death. Oh, that broken leg mm. you just suffered at work, or, you know, in, the, in their case, you know, foraging, hunting, you know, just subsistence farming. Um, that's a 50 50 chance whether you make it through the winter. Now it's, oh, and, and you know yeah, what? There are yeah. still people on planet Earth living like that. Oh, there are. But most are. And quite frankly, there's probably closer to, to more than half that is still reality. Not the freeze to death, but, you know, a, yep. a broken leg or a... Maybe. The office, per se. Not the literal office, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Is a life and death bad day. No, that's... And, and, no. and I'm willing to um, acknowledge the, but... the the intense place of privilege that you and I are sitting in our, our nicely heated homes, talking through the internet, bitching about uh, problems we don't have. So, I, I, sure, sure. I'm willing to do, you know, I, I acknowledge that I, I hate the concept of, of you know, the, the, the social justice concept of privilege because, you know what, I'm not going to apologize for um, capitalizing on my life circumstances because uh, quite frankly if you had the same or similar or better and you don't that's too bad you know too bad for you and you know what life isn't fair get over it it's just you know the man per se isn't the reason you 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 know are having a difficult time looking in the mirror at least in this at least in this part of the world it is <sighs> No, I but but I let's be let's be real, Dorf. How many hypochondriacs do you know? You know, don't don't of course don't say anybody's name. Don't you don't have to even give a real number. Just think about it in your head and people out there listening. You you know people out there who are well, freaked out well, about well, everything. Maybe, my, maybe you're one of them. I don't know. Oh. You know <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But hmm. I can think of one 
Yeah. Oh, geez, I got about a dozen floating around my head right now. No, I, I no, I, I know a lot of people who are just they're they're very, always they're always scared they're gonna get sick. The, and the, the thing is, I, I grew up around with it was very much the uh, some dirt in it, get over it <laughs> type type family. So no, no, I'm 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 with you, man. And but they're they're everywhere. People are so freaked out about this. They think they're gonna die from this invisible foe named the coronavirus when really i, I don't wh what exactly are you afraid of we live in a world where you know oh my god don't eat that pizza it's been in the fridge for three days uh don't don't uh you know i don't don't do this don't um i mean what okay so you so you eat the pizza you get the coronavirus you, what's gonna happen you're gonna get diarrhea I mean, what, like, what are, what, you act like every one, people act like every one of these little instances is going to lead to, and then you die. And, and, and then you die, you know, well, and then and just, it's, then Josh, death, it's not, Josh, then, it's not then death that. just happens. The, the hypochondriacs have all the, let's call it the political power, because heaven forbid that, you know, the, mm -hmm. there, there is, there is data about this invisible enemy out now, or there wasn't in March. Where it was the average Joe was willing to make the bargain that, you know what, we may have to stay home for three weeks. It's going to suck. We may not make rent this month. We're all behind on our mortgage, but, you know, programs are being made available. We'll make up for it, but, you know, things might suck for the next couple, couple months. And you can make with most people. But now that the, the data is out there about survival, you know, the the survivability rate in the, in the case even the case infection rate is tanking not even the the actual projected infection uh rate sorry the the case death rate versus the uh, infection fatality case fatality rate versus infection fatality rate sorry the data is out there now and for most people including ourselves here i could say um there's ritual public shaming of folks who uh, acknowledge the risk and say, yeah, not that big of a deal. I'm willing to get out of my life. It's yeah. not scary. You know, it, it's not scary to me. It would be unpleasant for a two-day to four-week amount of time. Good friend of ours just uh, gave, well, gave birth to their first child with COVID. She had co she didn't know she had it. Got to the hospital, you know, in labor. Oh, by the way, you had you has the Rona. I've coughed like three times today. Is it? Do I, I do. Yeah. Oh. Was so like unfazed by it that was able to give birth to a baby. And go home with it the next day, despite being, you know, having an active COVID infection. Yeah. To, to normal people, you know, the average people, you know, the, the fact that I, so, I, so, I too know a person who had a baby. I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking well, over it, you. Well, it, it's it's the the we've given political power and decision making authority to Karen instead of. I'm not saying that uh, political strongmen are a, uh, a desirable political outcome, but, you know, we have a crisis of leadership in the Western world where we're essentially run by pussies. Um, 
Yeah. We need a, you know, about the only leader in, in the Western world. It'd be a debate whether or not you could call him a Western world, a member of the Western world. Jared Bolsonaro, I know he's got some scary, fashy tendencies, but uh, his thoughts on Corona. As someone who's had it twice, uh, got stabbed in a campaign event uh, during his most recent run for uh, president of Brazil, essentially says, um, quit being a bitch and get on with It's not that bad. Not to say yeah, that is I, the, absolutely I, I, appropriate, the appropriate way to, to take things, but at the same time, the, the lack of wherewithal of people in elected office in the Western world to be to to be honest with people and say not this is not the same risk for everybody everybody here. Here here's the here's the information we'd like you to have. This is the best that we know. Appropriately, if you'd like to close your business down or modify the way you do business, by all means, go ahead. We're not going to make you. And the most recent freak out about oh my God, our hospitals are going to be overrun. We're reaching capacity. I understand. Here's the thing that people don't get. Our hospitals are approaching full capacity. You know, the average hospital in the United States runs year right? It's only a 15% capacity available. It's a 15% spike in demand. The system is not that inelastic. And, and full capacity is actually full capacity is that means that's what they're absolutely able to handle. That's what that means. Full capacity is something without they can absolutely without handle. modifying practice, you know, way things are done. I would love to think I'm not a medical professional. I'm not, I'm not a logistics I'm not, guy. Either. I'm not denying but, that medical professionals are tired, exhausted, and quite stressed out about this. I'm not denying that. I, I, I have one in my family. She's having a really, really rough time right now. And I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge that that level of I know a lot exists. of them myself. But the idea that we're going to have systemic collapse, like what was promised at the beginning and what is being scaremongered about now, is just not the case. Never was. And it, let me re let me remind frankly, people of something March, too. It looked like it might be going there, and you know what? That was that was concerning. It looked like it might have been going there in early March. Meh. I, 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 that fine, Josh. I, 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 you know, there, the, look, okay. The chance the, it looked like it was a possibility, not a, a probability, not a, a likely probability, but a possibility that it could have happened. Or you could have had systemic failure. You, and you saw all the scaremongering in April coming out of New York City. Oh my God, this hospital just got people stacked in the hallways. What they don't tell you is that's how it looks on a normal day. Oh my God, this, this hospital yeah. in Houston's at 105% capacity. What they didn't tell you is it was actually running 5% higher year to date prior. They don't track this stuff for other jobs in the world. Oh, but 105 capacity, 105 percent capacity, door. Track this hey, stuff hey, in door, healthcare, door, but they, they tell you that context. Dorf, they like to use words when it comes to things like hospitals, like 105 percent capacity. Do you know what that's called for the rest of the world? They don't bother to track it, but that's called a busy day at work. 
okay? Sometimes the post office is at 105% capacity. Sometimes Starbucks is at 105% capacity. Sometimes McDonald's is. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes your, fa- your job sometimes your factory, is at Sometimes your yeah. Sometimes your job, you 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 know that it, it happens. Yeah, it's called overtime. Most most of the rest. It's of it's the world. Yeah, it's it's called a busy day at work. It's called a busy day at work. That's what that's called. You know, you know, you're that that, that that's all that is. You know, and God bless the medical professionals. You know, they're they they their job from the beginning requires. A, a good head on your shoulders, um, a strong will, intelligence. Um, for that, and quite frankly, the, makes a pretty fat bank. Yeah, too. And you know what? The, they um, some sometimes, sometimes you you have you, you have um, times that are not so bad. Sometimes your days are busy. Um, I'm saying that's kind of what you signed up for, isn't it? Isn't it? If you didn't consider, you know, that. and and I'm not hating on it. My my little sister is a nurse. So is mine. I, you know, I I love, uh, you know, I I love this stuff. You know, I mean, yeah, both of ours. You know, I both of our, our little sisters are nurses. I I couldn't have more respect for. Her. She's one of the most amazing people I know, and I know she is damn good at her job. But hey, nurse is like, it's nurse doctor. It's tough. It's it's hard. The hours are hard. The work is hard. It's it's hard physically. It's hard mentally. It's hard emotionally. I don't know if I could handle it. Do you know what's not hard on? Not hard on the pocketbook. <laughs> you, you do all right. You do damn good actually. And um, you signed up for that job. Not I, I. God, I hope anyway. The people who signed up for that job didn't sign up for it for those moments. Like, God, I just can't wait to drink coffee and hang out with the rest of the nurses or the rest of the doctors in there. No, you signed up to make a difference. Mm -hmm. You signed up for that hard job. And, okay, now we got a pandemic going. Do you have the stones to, to, to get through this or not? You know, I mean, if, if you're, if, if you got what it takes, then let's do this then you chose the right profession and god bless you and we're gonna we're gonna do this you know we're gonna do this but when it comes to medical professionals dictating to us what to do again i know a lot of medical professionals in in my life and if it were up to medical professionals shit we'd never leave the house guys yeah we live in plastic bubbles eating we would all the time eating protein paste Right. I mean, the, Sorry, the people nutrition, I know. Nutrition yeah, cubes. They, uh, every single no, with, uh, you know, with I, deep space travel, the uh, the uh, replicator uh, nutrition cube or whatever that uh, the, the ship spits out. Yeah, that's what we would be eating. Yeah, I mean, my, my sister thinks I'm going to die because I don't take my work boots off before I come inside. You know, I mean, that, that's... You know, that, that's, that's the life I live, you know, I mean, but that's fine. That's great. That, that knowledge isn't, isn't based on nothing. Yeah. That, that knowledge has, has some, some truth to it. They, 
you know, it's it's required. Um, sterile environments are very important for the things that require sterile environments. Target isn't a sterile environment. <laughs> My apartment, not a sterile environment. I, you know, these are that that's not how it works. So if it was up to the medical professionals, we'd always be in a quasi state of lockdown. Thank God, it's not up to them. Thank God we get to go out and live life. Life is dangerous. It honestly is. Every day walking out your door, it's dangerous. Life is dangerous. So are you going to live it or aren't you? Are you going to live your dangerous life or are you going to stay in your house and pretend like the life you're living isn't dangerous? Because it is. Nobody makes it out of this place alive. I haven't met anyone yet anyway. So, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to drive around in your car, text in while you're driving, scared of the Rona. Come on, what, what, what's going to get you? Really? Yeah. You know, what, what, what's, what's real, what, what are you doing that's really dangerous? Is it, you know, you're going to die because you're not wearing a mask? No, you're, you're going to die because you're alive. So, make the best of it. That's all I got, man, yep. when it comes to that. I the all right um kind of getting back to you know outside of uh sure rolling it back to mr schwab's statements here um wants to redefine you know we want to shift from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism which is a focus group tested way to say commie um uh, arguing for mm -hmm. the right um uh, return of big government uh, and government involvement in corporations so there would be no such thing as a privately held corporation that government would uh, force its way into ownership uh, part, at least partial ownership in strategic industries um, putting it the whim you know taking no, but we gotta keep markets in mind no that's bureaucrats into markets is not keeping markets in mind it's it's mixing politics and economics. First rule of economics is there's there's trade-offs. You know, there's costs and benefits for for everything you do. The first rule of politics is ignore those. You can't mix them. And then essentially shift to uh, you know we need to we all live on this planet together. We all need to cooperate, and the best way to do that is a one-world government. And um, no. The best government is the most, you know, the, your distance to power uh, determines essentially your freedom in life. Um, the closer you are to the seats of power, the more easy, you know, the more reactive it is to you. Frankly, it comes down to the fact that if I am governed or, or participate in a government system where the guy that uh, is in charge at the moment lives down the street and uh, turns into a tyrant, uh, the, the mob, per se, uh, can grab their pitchforks and torture, burn, you know, depose the guy. But if, however, if uh, the person that uh, at the know, very least they can vote him out next time. Yeah, but but I'm I'm talking at like the root of it. I'm not saying that that's how it works now. But like the guy that ultimately has can you know control over your life is another continent away, or isn't elect, you know isn't somebody you have a power to influence. Are, are you? 
that's a, that's a terrible way to to live things. Because what can you do about it if if you're unhappy or if or the nothing. Dorf, I got a Dorf, I got a scary answer for you, man. We're already there. We're already there. Doesn't that, mean that's, we need to go exactly farther. Where we're at right now. <laughs> doesn't mean we need no, to go no, farther. No, it does. It does not. I, 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 no, Josh, at, at this I, I point, don't, I don't disagree with you. At, at this point, um, you know, I, I don't. I'm not one of these people that you know. I do like to use the uh, proverbial "they" when describing some of these guys because I don't necessarily believe that there's a big bad. I know everyone likes to think that this is a you know. A, you know, a Marvel Comics movie or something, and that there's always no. some big bad guy behind there's the scene. A, God, there was that's, somebody that's going a, to. There's somebody who just wrote a, wrote a paper that essentially um, says that Harry Potter. Uh oh, I just. Uh oh, there he goes. I'm here. Uh, no, I you, got you. You were lot. You you disappeared off the screen. Um, it's because I, I I did something to the oh, window. I can hear you. No, it's my fault. Um, anyway, the. The, Her- the the Harry Potter generation has ruined our ability to have intelligent discussions about anything involving politics because the Harry Potter generation, so the millennials who grew up reading that book, have convinced themselves that they are always good and anything they do in the pursuit of, of, of fighting the bad is, is acceptable. So, you know, it's the ultimate... You, I'm always good and ends justify the means it, it, type thinking because they got their from Harry Potter. Um, if, if you notice, it, it, I read the Harry Potter books growing up. I read the first six. The seventh came out and it was no longer cool. So I had no idea how it ended. Um, I can tell you anything really about the books now because uh, that's how it like soul and pain and etc um <laughs> I, i'm 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 that old i i feel dorf sometimes i feel like you're setting me up to just have to admit how old i am <laughs> when we do these shows my kids read the books i saw the movies yeah i i, yeah, I, I have not watched my, my two oldest of, kids i haven't have watched this i haven't watched a single one of the movies not a single one so I, I watched. I watched the movies with them because they had already read the books. A generation they of folks to got their their philosophical background from J.K. Rowling. Oops, that has consequences. The our lack of ability to have intelligent discussion and and this complex is complex subjects is just insane. This is part of my point. This is part of my point, Dorf. Is that there isn't always a there isn't always a Voldemort. And if there is a Voldemort, he's going to be smart enough to hide behind all the um, Malfoys. Was that my, my, I, uh, my, uh, my Harry Potter references, right? I, I think, he's going to, I think you're right. <laughs> he, I, I, okay. I, uh, he's, he's going to be at least smart so enough to hide behind those. So, so we like to try are... to point our fingers at Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, Dr. Fauci, George Soros, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Klaus Schwab, you know these these guys are most likely pawns. These these guys are are there by design to. Um, They're a convenient villain. To to right right when when chances are it's um you know. Some somebody pulling the strings that you've never heard of. 
But, you know, what, what I got from a lot of what Dr. Schwab had to say was I, th- I thought it was implied in what he was saying. I mean, I guess I give him credit for um, laying it out there. I thought it was implied that his new glorious system that will come after this was only going to be for the perfect people. It wasn't for everybody. Me, I am definitely going to be on the outside looking in on Dr. Schwab's plan. Right. No, there's there's no room for people like me. Um, Only his perfect people, his perfect rule-following vaccinated people will will be part of his world and to get perfect people those people they need to be they need to be trained they need to be tracked they need to be shamed and when necessary they need to be punished they need to be punished for for what they've done wrong so when you have the I'm here in Michigan when they have when you have the Gretchen Whitmers of the world the Gavin Newsom's the you know when you have these guys out there who who want to push real hard to blatantly take your liberties for the greater good of course when when they're pushing so hard they still kind of hold back on that last part right and like here in Michigan in the state of Michigan our governor Gretchen Whitmer she's she's been pretty draconian except other than probably New York and California. I mean, here, here's probably the thing. Been she slapped the, down the by with the courts them. and, and it said, oh, well, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. And it's just started doing stuff again mm-hmm. anyway, despite, um, you know, the checks and balances is right. really built into the system. That She's doing it again anyway. Right, she is. She is. But, but it always kind of seems like whenever she does it, she takes these big leaps that are, are so anti-liberty, so anti-freedom. But then she always kind of throws something in at the end like, well, this is just the health department saying this. Or um, we plausible aren't going it's to be not- actively... Right. We're not going to be actively writing tickets for this. Like, I don't think there was ever... I'm not sure how many tickets were ever actually issued to somebody for not wearing a mask or for disobeying these rules. Businesses, perhaps, but oh, not yeah, individuals. Bus- businesses, for sure. And, I mean, you, you look at the, the... Oh, businesses have been hit hard. Or in Owasso, or if you go out to, I believe it's New Jersey, you've got that um, at- Atlas, uh, the Atlas Gym, or Atillus, I, I forget how mm-hmm. uh, exactly pronounced yep. it, where they had to co- partner with a somebody running for public office and they and they declared their gym a, a campaign office so it could stay open. And those guys have I believe right. occurred in the state of incurred in the state of Georgia like a half million dollars in fines. Because they, they Good for them. Forbid, fight the power. Heaven forbid committed the crime of wanting to, to stay in business. Where to be fair, you look at you look at the COVID restrictions handed out by Michigan, which are going to start on Wednesday. I would love for somebody in the Michigan media to grow the balls to FOIA to FOIA Gretchen Whitmer for her data set on how she's chosen her restrictions. Because honestly, mm-hmm. outside of uh, the largest vector of transmissions in the home, followed by small group small group gatherings. 
why are you shutting down everything else where there's not a data set to prove that um, transmission happens in large scale in these scenarios? What, what is your rationale for that? Is it because I don't think? It's oh, I mean, I, I can give you, I can give you what I think. What's that? I mean, I can give you what I think. I have to do she's, something. She's I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm bitchy and vindictive, and I have to, for political reasons, act like I care and do something. When you know what? Quite frankly, the the, the power, most powerful mark of a of a de good and decent leader is knowing when to do nothing. And this would be one of those exact scenarios where you know what? We we'd highly discourage you from you know what having a traditional thanksgiving may not be a good idea because the number one way that this disease is transmitted is in small group gatherings inside the inside the home and, and the data does show that to be fair i we would encourage you to reconsider this, this is revenge dorf it is because you the the, the polls the little people acted out against the advice of their betters and now they need to be punished that's what, you're you're right. That's all it is. It's it's mm -hmm. supposedly it's that that's that's the narrative. That's the narrative. You know, I mean, that's that is the narrative. You know, they're they're trying to dehumanize people, and then to demoralize them after the dehumanization has happened. But um, yeah. So you know, wear your masks. Start infighting amongst the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers. And it's your fault, by the way. It's your fault that you aren't allowed to have Thanksgiving with your family because you didn't listen to me and you didn't wear your masks right and you didn't stay home when I told you to. It's your fault. It's not the fault of the ruler who's bringing this this rule upon you. No, 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 it's not. The, it's your fault. It's your fault because you didn't listen properly. You didn't do it. You you're to blame. It. You are to blame for your you own suffering. Because you didn't do what you were told. Yeah, you no, you did not do what you're told. You didn't do it. So that's I, I that's that's it in essence. This is Gretchen Whitmer's revenge. She is mad because so many of the bars and restaurants didn't follow her orders to the T. Most of them followed it, by the way. But they didn't always follow it to the T. They didn't They didn't kick out every person who, when they got up from the table to go to the bathroom, they didn't put their mask on. And sometimes when people walked into bars without a mask on, and it was like, you know, a, a seven-foot walk to the bar stool. They didn't refuse them service. Yeah. Those, they didn't kick that person out. Yeah, they didn't refuse them service if they got to the bar stool before, you know, before something somebody said something to them. They sat down and said, "Hey, Sally, what's up? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Chuck? Hey, what? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I have Bud Light today. You know, they they didn't kick that guy out. They didn't kick him to the curb. They didn't sacrifice their own business and their own. They, they, sometimes they let it slide. And that's not okay. And, and, so, and quite frankly, now she's I, gonna basically be. She's gonna be. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, she's she's going to be the Grinch that stole Thanksgiving now. She's going to do that to the people well, who she didn't do it first, you know didn't you know, do it, the, and then uh, there's going to be all these proud little statists. The the cuck from New York and the cuck from California. Go ahead, Dorf. The cuck from New York and the cuck from California did it first, and she's now got her political cover that oh, it's not just me. 
Right. And, and the right. one thing that you can right. the, I, the, I, the, I can the, gladly say about my new home state here in Indiana is um, hasn't quite been like Christy Noble based of South Dakota. Um, he's been pretty close. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's done okay, and he's not signs of getting weak either, which makes me happy. Good for him. No, I mean, and our our neighboring state, Ohio, um, Mike DeWine is the governor of Ohio, a, a Republican. Nanny. God, has, has been as bad. Yeah, I mean, they the, the Republican narrative right now is the Democrat lockdown, the Democrat shutdown. I call bullshit on that right away, though. And Mike DeWine is the absolute... Um, perfect example of that. And hey, when it comes to Donald Trump, Donald Trump wanted to get pissy with uh, Gretchen Whitmer on Twitter and, you know, go back and forth. He didn't do shit for anyone's liberty, but he wanted to go back and forth with no, Whitmer frankly, on Twitter if, if you and wanted... criticize her and, and take, take a dump on Twitter or take a dump on Whitmer on Twitter. But he praised Mike DeWine. They did the same stuff. They did the same stuff. Quite frankly, if you're if praising you really... one because there's an R next to his name, and you're crapping on one because there's a D next to her name, stupid. And quite frankly, stupid. stupid. Or not, not that you know his time likely in office. He's only got about two months, two months left. If we're entirely honest here, I'm not. Not. I, I would prefer a second term. Biden won the election. I would prefer a second term from him. It doesn't look likely. Not all avenues are exhausted, but. Those avenues are getting more and more narrow by the day. The if you really wanted to, you had the momentum at one point to do a uh, Dwight Eisenhower, and like when he, I believe it was Eisenhower. Did Eisenhower was he the one that sent federal troops into Alabama to force the desegregation of schools? Was that Eisenhower, if I'm remembering correctly? Yes. Okay had his moment where he could have done that nope these these lockdowns in your state are against uh the u.s constitution uh i am deputizing your guard um and we're gonna roll in federal troops into your state to prevent you from enacting these lockdown laws he had his chance he could have done that he had the legitimacy at one point to do that he blew it fucking blew it dorf i firmly believe he don't i firmly believe he'd have won the election if he would have for once in his life not been the Twitter asshole. Because, sorry, I don't like calling the leader of the free world an asshole, but if, well, you know, quite he frankly, his, stop being the Twitter that's, asshole, that was, that was spoke to the country. He was he was the Twitter, Twitter asshole, but at the very beginning of his tenure, it was, well, at least he's our, you know, he's always been a dick. That's arguably how... Yeah, Dorf, I, I stopped buying that. Oh yeah, it, it's that, that's that wore off. I stopped buying that two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I I've always been critical of his demeanor and the way he talks to people, talks of people, talks down to people. Um, re, I've been extremely critical of his tweets, and I have always been told throughout this time, well, but that's what won him the election. 
That's him. That's what won him the election. Well, guess what, guys? It just lost him an election, too. Yeah, it did. That it lost him an election, too. Okay, I, I 100% give it to the Trumpkins. It won him an election in 2016. It lost him an election in 2020. You know, he, he was running as a candidate. He forgot to run as a president. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. No, that, you know, that's he, he, he lost. You, you know, and quite honestly, he could have stole a whole bunch of votes if he went hardcore the other way. You know, if he went, if he went hard, you know, um, this is trying times as a libertarian. I know that there would have been libertarians. Libertarians are idealists. They really are. And we like the libertarian party. But if we heard a president of the United States stand up for liberty and freedom and talk about our rights you under think the Constitution, the libertarian party would have somebody to cycle and just endorsing the Republican. I do. I do. If if he ever if he ever actually I mean, you know, Dorf, I've sat by for the last year, for the entire year of twenty twenty, just waiting for somebody in one of the two political parties to at least mention our liberty. To at least give credence to the idea that I think it should be locked down, but maybe I don't have such power. Well, or I swear to the Constitution to defend people's liberty. You had a little bit of that in a small state governor. I'm saying you a couple small state governors, but uh, yeah, nobody at the federal level. Yep. Yep. Right. No. No. uh, Mayor's or uh, governor of South Dakota is the about the only incumbent in the United States government. Her and Rand Paul. Who I would I would consider Ron. voting for for anything right now. A little bit of Ron DeSantis. He was he was a little late. say again, Dorf. Ron DeSantis of Florida. He was a little late to the party, but has been after a, after a slow start has been uh, doing quite well for the last six months. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like his bark. Not crazy about his bite. Um, you know, I I know a lot of people live in Florida and they they don't. I, I don't feel like they're feeling an abundance of freedom right now. Um, but yeah, he's saying the right things. I guess that's something. It helps. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, one thing I've been telling people is, you know, a lot of people, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but a lot of people are telling me, you know, Josh, you're so anti-masks. You're so anti-mask, anti-mask mandate. You want to wear a mask, go ahead and wear a mask. But, you know, I'm anti-mask mandate. They say, you're so anti Joe Biden's going to do a nationwide mask mandate. I said, okay, first of all, two things. I live in Michigan. We already have a mask mandate, so who cares? And two, I've been told for the last six months that the president can't do that. That Donald Trump's not allowed to stop the states from doing these mandates. So how can Joe Biden tell us we can't? Where's the logic there? I mean, the the... the the Trumpkins want to tell you that Donald Trump couldn't stop it, but Joe Biden can start it. Really? Am I supposed to believe that your president was just abundantly weak? Or am I supposed to think that you don't know what the hell you're talking about? You know, that, that's that, that's where I'm at with that. 
Um, you know, Dorf, I feel like there's some keywords that we need to go over sure. with this stuff. Because as the Klaus Schwabs of the world um, openly push this agenda on, on what is to come next, a great reset, a global reset, if you will, of the economy and the culture, the, you're going to hear some words. I want people to know that they heard it here first, right on the Empire in Exile. So the words you are going to hear so much that you just can't disagree with because they're so, there's these words are so nice and they're so great. And who could possibly be against this stuff? But the words you're going to hear as this reset begins are we need things that are, we need, we need a culture that is sustainable, equitable. Sustainable, fair, equal. This is a good one. Inclusive. And while we are in this transition, we all have a responsibility. So those those six words. It was it six? Yeah, those six words. Those. For all you kids out there watching, those six words are, those are your vocabulary words. Uh, well, well, we move forward together on the Empire in Exile. Sustainable, fair, equal, inclusive, transition, and responsibility. Those are the words you're going to be sick if, if you're awake at all. If you're awake at all, those are the words you're going to be really sick of hearing this time next year. Because... That's what's going to be shoved down your throat next. Sustainable, fair, equal, inclusive, transition, responsibility. Those are great words, aren't they? Aren't those awesome words that are just going to... How can you be against those words? That's going to be the rhetoric, though. That's going to be the rhetoric that is going to convince you, because you're dumb. You know, you're dumb. I'm dumb. Everybody out there is dumb. You know, th those are the words that are convince you that the nanny slash police state are not just an option, but they're necessary. It's necessary for all of this. So as, as the one side says defund the police and the other side says no, the thin blue line, the blue lives matter, and the other side says there's no climate change and the other side says no we're all gonna die because of climate change maybe they'll just come up with like oh what a great compromise climate change is killing us so we need police for a police state what a great compromise right everyone's happy now 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 we're being punished for everything to me, that's it, you know? And it will all be done under the guise of, we had to do it. This wasn't planned. This was not planned. None of this was planned. It's just because there's a pandemic. And I would ask everyone out there to please remember, the pandemic, and I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying that this doesn't exist. The COVID-19 pandemic caused nothing. 
COVID-19 didn't hurt the economy. COVID-19 didn't make people lose their jobs. COVID-19 didn't cause social unrest. The lockdowns caused those things. I refuse to allow anyone to say X, Y, or Z happened because of the pandemic. No, they happened because of the lockdown. If you didn't watch the media and listen to your politicians, you wouldn't know what the hell a coronavirus was. Nobody out there would. And don't pretend like you're smart and you would, because you wouldn't. The lockdown caused these problems. Lockdown. Lockdown, not pandemic. Government causes problem, then more government needs to come in to fix it. Good transition. There it is. Call me. No. You got one more time sure. to cover. Yeah, Sen we do. Senator Schumer, the minority leader, from the senior senator from New York, opened his big fat claptrap and uh, decided to say that Joe Biden, within his first 100 days, using executive order plans on canceling $50,000 in student debt for everybody who currently holds it. The logistics of that and how that would work out um, – Remain to be seen and be news to me, but then again, one might argue all executive orders pretty much should be illegal. Um, Do you know what's so cool, Dorf? The Democrats can start liking executive orders again. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat, isn't it? Yep. I remember, remember, remember four years ago when Democrats loved executive orders when Obama was doing them all the time, a and, a phone. and the Republicans hated them. Yep. Yeah, I got a pen and a phone. Yeah, the Republicans hated them, and then Republicans loved them for four years, and the Democrats hated them. And so, so we can all just stop pretending like Republicans and Democrats hate executive orders. They don't just... like executive orders that they didn't. That the right. other side does. They love. Ex they they. Yeah, they both love executive orders. Yeah. <sighs> now, Joe Biden didn't suppress availability today and lowered that number to 10,000. I'm not going to lie. I would personally benefit from that. However, Good for him. It's a horrific idea. The Exactly how I feel. It's the same, same exact thing for me, Dorf. The macroeconomic argument seen written down, um, I haven't checked it i really haven't had time to the gdp multiplier effect of this it would be minuscule so you'd roughly get a a a 82 percent return on investment this is the one analysis I saw. so for every dollar you spend you'd only get 18 cents back in gdp impact as far as government programs go most of them are are, are net negatives that's a pretty bad bad ratio as far as government programs go secondly the precedent is terrible um, there's plenty of folks that uh, made financial choices to take on less debt not go to an expensive school, not go on vacation uh, buy a smaller house post-graduation um, work longer hours to, to pay their debts off than they have and now you're some people actually use that some people actually use that money that they that extra money they gave you yep. to live didn't use it all some of us spent it on booze and women um yeah you know 
wasted the rest and if if this were to yeah. happen if the 50,000 number goes through I would be I would be student debt free that would be incredibly impactful for me that would be hashtag me too yeah that would be 300 something dollars a month now that I can allocate to other things um that's i mean let's put it this way that adds another you know i'm in the i'm i'm in the market i'm i'm currently house shopping that would give me the ability to afford another $50,000 worth of house roughly $50,000 worth of house that would that would allow me to pay off my student student loans just in time to start paying for my kids college that would free up another, you know, I could buy a new car, finance a new car for that, that monthly payment. And it would be a fairly, a fairly decent one, you know, not the, the, not a, uh, the cheapest one, but you know, I'm not going to be able to go get a loaded F-150, but you know what I mean? The, you could, would it, it wouldn't be as cool as an, it wouldn't be as cool as an 86 Fiero though. <laughs> no, it would not. Um, I don't even know I'd fit in an 86 for you, but the, um, next time you're in town, I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of you trying to get into my 86. 86 Okay. We we will do that. Um, yeah. Live on air, perhaps (laughs) live streaming to the channel. Yeah. Um, (laughs) however, it's not even the, the perverse incentives. This would just be using the, federal person the taxpayer the majority of taxpayers it'd, it'd be hipster it'd be bougie welfare it'd be a massive wealth the mm-hmm. uneducated to the upper middle class the majority uh, you know the this is not that doesn't mean there's not the the dipshit undergrad who went to a private school and got a degree in feminist basket weaving that can't ha- collectively $25,000 a year to, you know, uh, to, in order to pay off their $150,000 to $200,000 in student debt. That doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist. But the average person, the ov- out of the current student debt obligations, 56% of the overall debt held is to pay for school. The average person mm-hmm. that went to grad school ends up in their lifetime in the top 1% of earners. Top like three, rather. Top You're going to transfer wealth from the bottom 97 to the top third. That's a... <sighs> Cynical me says, well, doesn't that shit code already happen? Oh, tax code. But... I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It'd be incredibly beneficial. It would be incredibly personally beneficial. Dorf, can I can I throw something down for you? It, it's wrong on a practical level. It's wrong no, on it's, an ethical it's, level. It's wrong on a. It's wrong on a perverse political incentives level. It's. <sighs> and, and, and quite frankly, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna need to cover the first fifty grand of everybody coming at thereafter. And quite frankly, write people a, a refund check for the fifty grand that they've already paid off. 
Otherwise, quite frankly, right. how is that not run afoul of the equal protection clause? Right. Well, I, I mean, I would they'll, they'll get that, around that because oh, I, I'd love to see how. It, 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 quite frankly, it's disgusting. Dorf, can I can I tell you what I think is really happening? It's can I tell you what I think is really happening? Who, you know, and, and here's the other thing, Josh. It would be, it would be rewarding people who largely vote Democrat. It would be largely mm-hmm. rewarding. Democrat voting blocks with the taxpayer dollar. It would. Now, tax it would. programs reward voter bases left and right. But that doesn't mean it's right. This is wrong, and we should call it out for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dorf, I have a, I have a bit of a theory on this. Um, no solid data here that I'm about to present, but when this all first came out, the whole forgive student loan thing, when I first started to hear about this, Bernie Sanders, you know, years ago, a couple of years back, I started to think that's ludicrous. That will never happen in a million years. It'll never happen. Well, and then they kept talking order. about it, kept talking about it, kept talking about it. So I thought, yeah. So then I thought, hmm, okay, they're really they're really talking about this. This is something that might happen because they keep talking about it. So then I start to think. What what's behind that? What's really behind that? It's not they don't. I hope everyone out there listening knows that politicians don't really give a shit about you. You know? So I'm thinking, who's who's behind this? Who's behind this? Always follow the money. Basic rule of life, follow the money. It will lead you to your answers. So who's behind this? It doesn't benefit the politicians. They don't and it it might benefit certain people. It'll hurt it'll hurt a lot of people. In the long run, it'll benefit certain people, but they don't really care about that. That doesn't really matter because they spin what they do. But then I get to thinking about it. I'm thinking, wait, won't this hurt the universities? But no, because God knows the universities are still going to make their money. We know that, right? The universities aren't going to still make their, aren't going to stop making their money. So I get to think about it. The universities are who benefits from this. The universities are the special interest behind relieving the student loans. Because there you go. Cease the endowment now stupid because now they actually get their money ahead of time from the government instead of from the people. Two more people getting stupid and dumb degrees. So keep pumping them even, in because the, not, now that's not we got some funding, so it's coming in. Josh, that's not even the largest component of it. It's it. You flooded, no, I, I. You flooded. You're right. My, my number three was my number three was. Oh, sorry. No, no. That my number three. This is the kicker, Dorf. This is it. That kid you were talking about working at the Starbucks with the degree in feminist basket weaving. The guys, I don't know, doing podcasts at night with master's degrees in, um, you know, American history from a global perspective. All those people out there with, um, oh, here's one of my favorites. So many of these out there. The master's degree in creative writing. (laughs) Huge one. Do you, know, do you know what those guys have in common? Do you know what those guys have in common? Sucker They're right not paying their student loans. Yeah. Yeah, they're not paying their student loans. 
you can people talk about those being dumb degrees all the time and they are they are dumb degrees you say oh my god somebody paid for that degree no that's what you don't get they didn't pay for that degree they never paid their student loans off and they never will they got 75 forbearances and they work a low-wage job and they will never pay it off ever when buy, i was when i was doing my master's degree trying to say right right they will never pay it off but now the government's going to pay it for them so the university is going to get their money which is all they wanted when i was in college dorf there's this woman not a dumb woman at all she had been teaching detroit public schools for um over 40 years with a bachelor's degree now she's getting a master's degree at night she's hanging out she's making new friends she's you know she's she's loving it and she told me one of the very first times i met her she told me she said because i gotta tell you this is this is just something i'm doing for fun i'm never gonna pay this off i'm gonna get this degree i'm gonna get a pay bump for my last five years then i'm going to retire have that go into my retirement then i'm gonna be a then i'm just gonna be a meek old lady who has no idea how she's gonna pay off her student loans and i'm never gonna give them a cent it was planned and honestly it was a great plan it's a good plan Quite frankly, you know? she admitted it was to, gonna uh, work she admitted to bank fraud to you so um <laughs> yeah. well she a, admitted to committing no, a financial but, but she wasn't not really because she wasn't going to deny the debt she wasn't going to deny the debt she was going to accept the debt just not pay it yeah it's not illegal to not pay your taxes it's illegal to evade them ask al capone that that's the truth they, there is no debtor's prison you just have to accept you just have to accept the debt you do there's no debtor's prison you go to prison for evading your debts not for not paying them and that's all that was going to happen she said she'll she said hey i'll i'll die before they can get to me die or retire they can't touch the social security she won't have any money coming in it's legit it's legit it's playing you know? the game but hey now they're gonna they're exactly now they're gonna get paid back though because they're gonna do the world a favor and pay off everyone's student loans it's fake man it's the universities behind it so they can pump more people through this dumb system. Yeah. And also, Josh, it's, it's, you think college education is useless now? Yeah. It's really going to be useless when they start letting everybody get it for free. Yeah. That's the truth. All right. On that bombshell, I think it is time to end. <laughs> We've been going for almost two hours. I think. I don't, oh wow! Since we started streaming, I don't have a live I don't have a live clock of, uh, of, of the actual time. It's probably it's probably just over an hour and a half actually. We're we're about ninety. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're about, about ninety. Half, ninety minutes. Um, anyway, that's gonna do it. Thanks for joining us here for our nineteenth episode. You can stop slacking me. Oh, I will get on with this week. 